Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the sixth day of January 2023. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. We are ready to go for a Friday for you, including a stop by from the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Jen and company going to swing on by today, let you know about some cool things happening out there, which is always very cool. We also have an opportunity for you to go to the Anthrax Black Label Society Exodus show coming up on the 17th. We're going to hook you up with a pair of tickets to that during Pop Culture Smackdown, so that might be a reason to stick and stay if you were looking for one. Big J's got the What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day coming up on a Friday to help get the blood pumping on a Friday morning as it's hopefully a short week for you heading into the weekend. Any big weekend plans, Big J? Uh, no, not really. Nice, man. Yeah. You did just relax a little bit? Yeah, maybe we'll take down the Christmas decorations. Well, listen, I don't want to force the shop. You guys work on your own timeline, as we discovered yesterday. Well, I wasn't. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. I mean, uh, listen, uh, yeah. I, I, the 12 days of Christmas are now officially over. So whatever happens at this point, you're already late. So you might as well do whatever you want to do. I was never on that timeline anyways. I don't think you were involved in any Christmas decoration decisions, if we're being perfectly honest. Hmm. But we have ourselves an opportunity for you to also go to Fit for a King. That's coming up on the 21st of next month. That's going to happen with some bad impressions this morning. So it should be a good and fun Friday show. On top of that, uh, headlines, we got to make some decisions when it comes to some certain things. And we'll get into that a little bit later on, maybe with this first round of important stuff. But we'll start with some Pearl Jam. Alive is kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. For those of you that enjoy going to a movie at the Boise Spectrum, Big J, you're going to have one less place to choose to go to eat dinner. In that particular area, as oh, no. Mad Max ha- has announced that it's uh, shutting it down. Oh, Mad Max. Yes, the uh, the macaroni and cheese restaurant that it was set up in 2017 that uh, had a pretty famous food truck here in the Treasure Valley for a while, decided they wanted to open up Still a uh, brick-and-mortar absolutely location in 2017, and they have announced it is permanently closing, and that's going to do it for it. They uh, announced their closure on Facebook. Now, the Mad Max food truck does shut down for the winter. So you're not going to see it around for the next couple of months. But they did say in their Facebook post that the food truck would be up and running in a couple of months. And that continues to stay in business. But if you haven't tried it, it is, number one, delicious. Number two, a uh, really cool option if you're going to the Boise Spectrum. But that's going to do it for that one, which is unfortunate. Did you have a favorite Mad Mac? Um, the Taco Mac? Seemed like it was up your No, side. I always liked the Buffalo. The buffalo, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I like the uh, the sweet pork rack. It's just so tough for small businesses with what's been happening and you know staffing and being able to get you know that happening. It's just been tough. They've uh, they've had a rough go of it. Such great people. Yes, they are. They're very yeah. good people. 
Uh, they uh, they did shut it down in May of last year because of staffing issues and then reopened. But unfortunately, this particular close is permanent. So uh, you'll have if you're looking for your Mad Mac fix, you'll have to keep an eye out on where the food truck is going to be over the course of the next couple of months. Some great news around Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin. He is showing some strong improvement and is beginning to awaken. They held a press conference at the University of Medical University of Cincinnati Medical Center yesterday. In an update, he suffered cardiac arrest during the game on Monday. He still is critically ill, according to the doctor, but he's able to communicate in writing and appears to have no lasting neurological damage, which is very good. His first question, of course, was who won the game between the Bills and Cincinnati, and they had to tell him that you won the game of life. What happened in that game isn't important, was the answer. So the good news is he now appears to be conscious and now just needs to focus on getting better and making sure everything is okay. Chris Beard used to be the head coach of the Texas Longhorns men basketball team, but he has been fired effective immediately. He was suspended about a month ago after being arrested on a domestic family violence charge. And associate head coach Rodney Terry will continue as the acting head coach through the season. So now we have ourselves a situation there in Texas where they got to figure out what they're going to do moving forward. Maybe Terry keeps that job, but there's a lot of stress in that Texas program for sure. Big J, Vince McMahon has changed his mind. Uh, he plans to return to the WWE. He uh, retired last year after a misconduct probe found that uh, he had several affairs with people that were working with the company and then used company funds to pay them off to be quiet. And he decided to resign and retire as the WWE CEO. But then he informed the board of directors yesterday, a la wrestling in every form, that he plans to name himself the executive chairman of the company and give the old CEOs the, uh, the, the, the board membership positions. I'm not sure how that can happen. But also it's like, hang on a second, man. I mean, maybe he believes the nude cycle will blow over. I don't know. I don't know. But what was found was he definitely did these things. That's definitely not cool. But now he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it again. So we'll see. Uh, but the true heel returns to the WWE, Big J. Just in time. Yep. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. That is Nine Inch Nails. That's the hand that feeds here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I suppose we need to talk about it, Big J, because we've gone all week without doing so. The morning after Fantasy Football League, mostly because it was championship. Because we're not in it. Screw them. Yeah. Now it's none of our business. But uh, we were waiting for some decisions to be made. And if you go to the league page, which I did early this morning. Yeah, me too. It appears the decisions have been made. And so because the NFL has ruled that the Bills-Bengals game in Week 17 will officially be canceled and not made up. That means that the scores that happened last week are officially final. And so the NFL Fantasy, which is what we use, has finalized the championship games and called it Game, Set, Match. So we have to respect the decisions of the NFL, right? No. Well, I mean, because I don't really have have a choice. Well, what can I do? I, I tried to go in there and see if I could reset it. It wouldn't let me make any changes once the league has been set. So I couldn't go in there and say, make this week the championship week instead. But also, with all those players on bye, it's like there's no possible way we could be fair. Now, here's what ended up happening in the in the Super Bowl for the morning after Fantasy Football League, if it's any indication. Uh, much like we had predicted, Devontae's new car was rolling through everybody. And we also said that Top Gun had a chance to beat him, and that's exactly what the Super Bowl was. Devontae's new car versus Top Gun. 
And going into the Monday Night Football game, uh, Top Gun had a 23-point lead. Now, Devontae's new car had Joe Burrow, and that was it. So he needed Joe Burrow to have about 25 points in order to pull off the victory. Joe Burrow was sitting at six points when they called the game. But was it barely the first quarter? Correct. It was halfway through the first quarter. Like, my feeling is, and this is my personal feeling, I feel Joe Burrow was going to have a big game. I think that J.J. would have won. But... But you never know. You, you don't. You Who don't know. Could possibly you don't know. know. I mean, sucks. he's only lost one game all year. I mean, this sucks. Yes, it does suck. It sucks but big time. Again, it is also one of those things where it's like, there's so much more at stake. How much can you truly complain about a fantasy football thing? Oh, we can, uh, and we will. Uh, well, I won't. You can go ahead if you want to. But the idea of it all is just like you know. The, unfortunately, that's the decision that they made, and so they have called the game, Big J. And they have said that Top Gun is officially the winner of the morning after Fantasy Football League. Now, it sounds like you have beef. What would you like to do? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not that I have beef. I just feel it's 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 unfair and it sucks. And I wonder what other fantasy managers are doing about it. There's not much they can do. What they Basically, the NFL sent out an email saying, hey, listen, if you're playing, if your championship week was week 17, which is what we decided we wanted to do, you're done. If your championship week is week 18, whoever won in week 17 will go on to face each other in week 18, and that's the way it's going to go. But because the stats are final on NFL and all the NFL statistics, that's just the way it is. You're right. It does stink. It does suck. But there's extenuating circumstances and stuff that happened that has never happened before in a football game. And so it was one of those deals where it sucks that it happened on Super Bowl week. But there were a lot of other things involved in this score, you know. I mean, Devontae had a rough game, all things considered. He only got two points out of Justin Jefferson, who had been his, you know, basically his flag waiver the whole season long. Yeah, his cash cow. Right. right. And so that just didn't work out for him. Joe Burrow was off to a good start. But, you know, 26 points is a lot of points to get by a quarterback. And you need four touchdowns and no turnovers to pull that off. And uh, who knows if it would have happened. I do not know. But I know that uh, according to NFL.com, Top Gun Steve is our winner. So should we, at the very least, should congratulate him for being able to pull that off. And maybe we'll figure out some stuff to make sure that JJ has like a return appearance in the league next year as like a consolation prize because that does feel like a rough, rough go of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure JJ understands. Of course. What else can you do? Yeah. I mean, it's not like we made this call. These are decisions that were made for us, unfortunately. But going into Week 18, looking at both those lineups, there's plenty of play- I'm not even sure either of them would be able to field a starting lineup of players that are actually going to play in Week no, 18. No, who can? And man. that makes it yeah. almost impossible to pull it off. Or at least and if they un- did. And unfair. Also That's unfair. also unfair right. to do. And so what else can you do but go with the decision that was made? And so we say, congratulations, Top Gun. You are officially the morning after Fantasy Football League champion. And if there's any uh, doubt whatsoever, there was a consolation bracket, Big J, of which I made it to the championship game and uh, promptly got stomped by 15 by Meaty Clacker, so he officially uh, finished in 5th place in that particular game, and I finished in 6th place overall in the league. So both of us, Big J, in the bottom half of the morning. I think this was probably the, you know, myself and Dell, I think the worst seasons we've ever had in the morning after Fantasy Football League. Uh, well, I don't know about you, yeah, but I, I, I've certainly. never been. I've never been last, or really even kind of close to it. This is this was bad. Were I mean, you was, last? No, but I think I was like third to last. 
you were third to last. Yeah. Yes, you were five and ten this year, finishing Definitely in tenth place. Not not my best effort ever. L- l- I'll finish this season by losing four games in a row. Never good. Never good. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up, Big J's got the What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. That's next on the X Rocks. <laughs> that is three days grace here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Friday, Big J selects a What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day. We get to hear the song and then we get to hear the why. Big J, what's pumping people up this morning? Yeah, some crawling in the dark from Hoobastank. All right, we'll figure out why he's playing it here in a second. In the meantime, enjoy the song. It's the X Rocks. That is Big J's What You Gonna Do Fire Me Song of the Day. It is Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Why are you playing Hoobastank, dude? That's uh, it's a it's a fond memory uh, between myself and uh, our fellow colleague Ian here on uh, the X-Rocks, Nick. Uh, many years ago, we went to uh, Velvet Revolver Show and Hoobastank, and we were in the front row for Hoobastank, and we were singing all the songs right back to Doug Robb for some reason. Did he make was, eye contact with you? Yes. That was nice. Yes, several times. Uh, and it just it's just fun. We have fun thinking about that. But I wanted to talk about Ian because he's doing something extraordinary. Uh-huh. And he has, uh, for the last couple years, uh, delved into uh, building Star Wars Lego sets. And, and we're, ta- we're talking like he picked up almost every Star Wars Lego set there was and started to put them together. And he did this in secret. He didn't tell a lot of people this. And uh, we have been, you know, we've been friends a long time. And so he told me this. I'm like, oh, my God. And he's showing me pictures of all of them. Like he's got the Razor Crest and just, I mean, it was incredible. And he just recently moved. So he kind of had to fumble around with a bunch of his collections and whatnot but he'd been holding on to something because it's such a large task and that is the millennium falcon yeah it's gigantic it's seven thousand plus pieces it's just crazy and he finally decided to tackle it this year and uh i don't know if it's uh his instagram is open to the public or not not. but he is he's a he for somebody who had uh, warded off social media like content creation wise he's do, doing an amazing job i mean he's showing uh he's he's going step by step for the most part of building uh, what it takes to build something like this and it's just ridiculous how many pieces and parts and the bags and everything that goes into this and uh and it's insp- inspiring so i mean this this weekend you asked me if i have plans i mean i guess i have plans to start to build that mandalorian bus that you got me for uh-huh. christmas i'm gonna start that off on saturday but just incredible how many pieces and you know i mean last year i think it was last year i built the james bond lego car set and it just that one was only like maybe 900 pieces, and it was a pain in the rear end. I can't imagine 7,000. No, I mean, it, just the, uh, the, the, the the instruction book for the Millennium Falcon is like a three-ring a binder. Book. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculously huge on how to put this thing together. But uh, credit to him for tackling it. It is a lot of fun. Too bad you can't watch it, but it is, uh, it you is good stuff. You can ask him if you uh, I suppose. I wouldn't expect much of a response. But morning after with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. We got ourselves some important stuff. Hold tight for that. But first, important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, as we all look forward to a brand new year in the year 2023, it's nice to know that there's one thing that we all have in common, Big J. Oh, yeah? At least to a new survey, we're all disgusted with ourselves. 
We're kind of disgusted. The kind of disgusted, whereas we head into 2023, the number one thing we all would like to do, lose weight, according to a new survey. They sat down with about 10,000 Americans, and the average American wants to lose about 29 pounds this year. So that's not like, I just want to lose five pounds here or there. little nip and tuck. Uh, 30 pounds is a significant amount of weight that the average American wants to lose. What are the other fitness goals that we have? 78% of us would like to exercise more this year. 26% plan on doing yoga. 32% would like to hike more. The average American wants to run about 10 miles a week. They think that's going to be when you're in your best shape, which is uh, about double the amount they wanted to do in 2022. So no report on whether or not they hit that mark. But one would think that doubling a mark that you didn't hit is not a smart play whatsoever. By the way, the average participant was 38 years old, so it wasn't like a bunch of kids that they talk to about this stuff. It apparently is grown-ass people that are not happy with the way they look, and that's something they want to change heading into 2023. So if that's you, know that, hey, you know what? You're not alone. NFL has officially canceled the Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. That was hard to halted when DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field. It was declared a no contest is what they're saying. So the league is now hashing out the details of a playoff plan that would be fair to all competitors. Of course, Buffalo and Cincinnati had already clinched places in the playoffs, but this could have had a very serious outcome as to where championship games or divisional playoff games or any of that stuff is played down the line. And so now there's a bunch of contingency stuff that the NFL has had to come up with to figure out what's going to happen if these teams do advance or don't advance or whatever in the AFC playoffs. It's complicated things, I'll put it that way. Very complicated. But there's a lot of scenarios going into it. Just know that that game will not be made up between the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. It's officially over. Saturday Night Live will kick off the new year with Aubrey Plaza and Michael B. Jordan. The White Lotus and Emily the Criminal star will host the series premiere coming up on the 21st. And then the Creed actor will headline the January 28th episode. So we're getting into a new season of Saturday Night Live. And now we know the first host. And they're swinging for the fences and why not? Bringing to light stories that are incredibly f***ed up. Oh, man, we're going to hell. What the hell is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We'll start the We're Going to Hell story with a question, Big J. In your long and storied life, have you ever taken something out of somebody else's garbage and used it for your own devices? No. Never? I, I mean, I can't off the top of my head think that that no, would apply, no. Like, even in, what like, is- the struggling single days, you didn't see, like, a couch or a chair or a table or something and grab it for the Big J abode? Oh, oh, I, okay. I mean, when I think garbage, I mean, I think in a garbage can. Oh, I mean, like, you, you thought it meant, like, you actually diving into a dumpster. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I have, yeah. I'm sure I have as well, yeah. but it's been a very, very long time. But it does seem like something, and when you're just getting started, you would do. And so uh, I guess there's no shame in an Alabama woman that is uh, kind of on the lookout for something after she did that exactly that. She was driving by and saw a gigantic teddy bear next to somebody's garbage. And it was like kind of like by a dumpster, so it was in a public area. It didn't look like it belonged to anybody. There wasn't like a house nearby, but the teddy bear looked fairly clean. And so she's like, you know what? This would be... (laughs) something that would be perfect for my dog. You know, I could run it through the wash and like I have a new dog toy for my dog. You can tear up some teddy bear. It was pretty big. And so it was pretty interesting. She got out, picked it up, thinking it would be good. And then she noticed that there was a Velcro pouch in the bear's back. And in that pouch was a small box with the name Barry Freed on it. 
uh, basically saying that he passed away on May 20th of 2020. Oh. And inside that box was the deceased remains of a gentleman oh. that they decided to put inside of a teddy bear. And then somebody threw said teddy bear out. That's creepy, though. In, in the teddy bear? Yeah, it was like in like a little like a, like stuffed pocket for the teddy bear. Oof. So now she's on the lookout for this gentleman. She thinks that either it was thrown away or donated by mistake. And maybe somebody in Alabama is looking for the bear that had Barry Freed inside of it so that they could celebrate him. Or the flip side to this, I mean, that's the good side to the story. The bad side to the story is Barry Freed was a jerk and whoever was in charge of his, you know, ashes was like, that's it. I don't want to be I don't want to be around this guy anymore. I'm throwing him away. And that could, I guess, be a possibility. But there's at least a chance it could be returned to the deceased family if they're looking for it. So anybody that's in Alabama around the area or knows somebody with the last name Freed, they're encouraging them to reach out to this woman. But I'm not exactly how somebody lets their loved one's remains on the end of a curb is the way that the story ends. There's a couple perplexing things, yeah, with it. Like and the whole teddy bear thing. The choice, yeah, to put it in a gigantic stuffed teddy bear also seems a little weird. And it's kind of hidden in a pouch. Yeah, yeah. Like, you had to see the Velcro pouch. It wasn't, like, stitched in there. You had to see it, and then the box that had the ashes had yeah. all the stuff yeah, in it. Yeah, that poor lady could have given it to her dog, and the next thing you know, he got berries berries all up in that dog. You don't even know. You're just he's, like, where'd all these ashes come he's from? He's pooping out da- a berry. Yeah, not a good look. Spreading them all over the place. Not a good look. Do you think that's what dogs do? Oh, we'll eat anything. I've noticed that. Yeah, but they'll spread it all over the place. They'll think they're an high robot. When they poop it. What are you talking about? Well, he goes and goes, oh, what's this? And mom, mom, mom eats the ashes. I understand how that goes. Why do you think he's going to spread his poop everywhere automatically, though? Well, because when he goes outside, and he, you know, they don't usually don't poop in the same spot. They poop in several different spots. Oh, I see. And then if you take him for a walk, he's out pooping, and then you gotta... You mean you're scattering parts of this gentleman everywhere, not necessarily that the dog is, like, skidding across the floor, (laughs) smearing his poop everywhere. God, I hope not. That doesn't mean good things for the pup. I thought you were talking about. But if you know anybody with the last name Freed, this could be a story for them. Maybe they know who Barry is, and maybe he can go to his rightful home. But I guess that's the last time she'll probably pick up any garbage at the side of the road, because now it's a big headache. You understand? She's on a mission. She's got a mission now. In a mystery she didn't know she wanted to be involved in. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is Green Day. That is Holiday here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Speaking of holidays, even though you were very nice to him earlier on in the show, I think at least I, maybe you, may owe Ian another apology. Because it wasn't too long ago. I was. I, mean, I can't remember entirely if you were part of the conversation or not, but I think it happened at a morning after the movies podcast where we were talking about uh, not seeing Ian for a while because he had just come back from a trip to Hawaii, right? Oh, yeah. And we had asked him, hey, man, how was Hawaii? Or I know I did. And he said it was great except for one thing. There were chickens everywhere. And I thought that maybe... Do you remember this conversation? Yes. Okay. So both of us were like, no, dude, there's no way that, that, that they can't be as bad as you're saying. He's like, I'm telling you, they were everywhere. We're yeah. like, all right, dude, whatever. Well, this week, Big J, Hawaii officials are considering declaring a state of emergency because feral chickens are everywhere. They're everywhere. They are choosing to leave the country life where they're usually stuck, and now they make their home hey, in densely populated areas in they're, Honolulu. They're deciding to leave their country <laughs> estates? No. Yes. 
They're just dumb chickens. Now, here's what the article says. The state notoriously has had an ongoing problem with feral chickens, but I did not know this until Ian had mentioned it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere. Now, granted, I had never been to Hawaii, so I haven't done a lot of individual my, research on my the My wife topic. lived in Hawaii, and I, I think she said, yeah, they're, they they kind of run around, um, but but she didn't get into detail about okay. it. Because apparently they've been, they've been a big deal in the countryside because uh, a lot of them blame is on, on hurricanes letting them loose, and then tourists start to feed them, and next thing you know, they don't go anywhere, they start populating, and then boom, you have chickens everywhere. But the growing populations are known as a nuisance in the suburbs and rural areas of the Hawaiian Islands, but now they're making their way into Honolulu in much greater numbers, and now they're basically everywhere. It's hard for us to envision this being <laughs> a real problem. You right. know what I mean? Like, like a, a group of feral roosters, right? Running around, doing whatever, like a gang. Yeah, no, no, there's no, no, to be clear, there's no reports of them, like, like causing violence like or gangs, attacking people. Like, gangs of chickens running around, and I'm like, listen, you guys are dinner. Right. What the hell are you doing? Don't know. And especially in a time when we are at a chicken crisis, okay? Earlier this week, we talked about how eggs are so expensive. Mm -hmm. Let's put these damn Hawaiian chickens to work. That's what Big J says. I don't know if that's easier said than done or what, but really the only problem is they're just making messes everywhere they go because, you know, feral chickens will poo anywhere they are. Yeah. And so that's the biggest problem is it makes for a dirty-looking area because there's chicken crap all over the place, and they're trying to figure out what to do with all this stuff. So, again, this is the first time I've heard of it. Now the second time because Ian said it in person, but I did not believe him when he originally said it, but now apparently it is very true, very yeah, real, him an apology. and a thing that is happening, and something that you need to be aware of if you have Hawaii on your list of places to go for a holiday anytime soon. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Hold on for that. Here's traffic. Gotta take a look at the streets inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center here real quick. Here's CB. It's sluggish on eastbound I-84 from the 10-mile road to exit 42 on-ramp to Eagle Road. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Turns out Big J messing around on social media does screw with our kids' heads, specifically the younger ones. University of North Carolina put together a study and used MRI scans to try to figure out what's going on inside adolescents' heads when they're messing around on social media. And it turns out that it messes with their impulse control, Big J. Yeah. Also more likely to be more hypersensitive if they spend a lot of time online as well. Now, this was uh, basically done on self-reported social media use among 2006th and 7th graders. So they're not like little, little kids. They're just kind of like in middle school. Brain's still forming, though, and we're messing around with their personalities. So basically what the study wanted to do was ask the question, if it can change activity then in the brain, can it then change behavior? And the answer is yes. Make your kid a little bit more difficult to deal with. So think about it, won't you, when it comes to social media. It did not go into specifics as to which one. I think they just talked about overall social media usage when it came down to it. So it is something to be aware of. Nice news coming out of Cincinnati over the last couple of days. Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin showing some strong improvement and beginning to awaken from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. They had a press conference yesterday where the doctors spoke about how well he is doing and recovering, and at least according to Ian Rappaport that I saw earlier this morning, apparently DeMar Hamlin addressed the team via FaceTime uh, in their meeting today and talked oh, wow. to some players individually, so the breathing tube appears to be out, and he appears to be talking, uh, at least according to one report I saw this morning, which is fantastic news. 
So we'll see what ends up happening going forward, but he appears to be headed in the right direction, which is always fantastic. Leslie Jones is going to be the person that's going to get the first guest host slot for The Daily Show when the comedy series comes back from hiatus on January 17th. Uh, apparently, Wanda Sykes, D.L. Hewley, Chelsea Handler, Sarah Silverman also set to take turns behind the desk, but it is Leslie Jones that will get the first week at least, and then they'll go forward with guest hosts until they decide to name a permanent one. Don't know what timetable they've set for that, but that's what's going to happen, and January 17th is when the show comes back. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up, we got your pop culture smackdown. Going to talk about the lounge at the end of the universe as well. Back down. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And coming January uh, January 17th, that's a Tuesday, friends. Anthrax, Black Label Society, and Exodus to the Rev Center. Going to be one huge metal show. It'll be awesome. We'll get you tickets here. Uh, set up is for free. All you need to do is beat me Pop Culture Smackdown. I dare you. 208-287-1003. That is the phone number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown today. Big J, do you know what today is? Uh, today's Friday. Yay! Yeah, it's also Three Kings Day, Big J. We three kings be stealing the gold. That's a little bit different, but yes, a little bit kind of like that. It's all about a day celebrating the three wise men when they first saw little baby Jesus and brought oh. him gifts. Remember that from the Bible? Yeah. The Bible? Most of this uh, these this day is celebrated by uh, very religious families. Very big holiday in Latin America. Uh, in fact, over in Spain, today is the day that kids get their presents opened up. They don't open it up on Christmas. They open it up on Three Kings Day. Crazy. So we're going to be asking questions a little bit about that today. We know we've got your religious majors in the audience. 208-287-1003. Can't wait to hear these questions. Big J certainly has read the Bible. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Steve. Steve, you're up first. Steve, what do people do with a little baby figurine on Three Kings Day? Do they hide it for children to find? Do they bake it into a bread, or do they place it underwater? Oh, good, good, good gracious. Uh, let's say they bake it into bread. That is correct. Right. They bake it into bread. What the hell? Yeah, little baby and bread. You get it. <laughs> Weird. Big J, what <laughs> gift is offered on the 12th day of Christmas? Is it 12 maids milking, 12 lords leaving, or 12 drummers drumming? On the 12th day, I'm going to go with 12 drummers drumming. That is correct. Right. 12 drummers drumming on this particular day. Steve, back to you. Which Adam Sandler film featured the immortal Bob Barker in a role playing himself? Uh-oh. Um, let's go with... I'm going to miss this one. We'll say Big Daddy. Big Daddy. What? Incorrect. Well, Steve doesn't like movies, famously. Hello, the Price X. is wrong. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Which Adam Sandler film features Bob Barker playing himself? Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Right. Is correct. Big J. According to the story, the three kings bought gifts of gold, frankincense, and what herb to baby Jesus? Herb? Yes. <laughs> Myrrh. Myrrh is right. Yes. See? Right. You were so oh, scared about it. it. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted you to get it wrong. Uh, I appreciate that you. very much. You. Donnie Osmond was crowned a champ on what competition show? Celebrity Apprentice, Dancing with the Stars, or Celebrity Jeopardy? 
Dancing with the Stars? That is correct. Right. Big J, speaking of Donny Osmond, what popular TV game show did he host a remake of on ABC? Hollywood Squares? Hollywood Squares is a good guess. Wrong. But incorrect. Unfortunately, Donny Osmond was the man behind Pyramid when right. they brought oh. that back to I television. Mean, you're right. They are pretty close. Congratulations, man. You got yourself set up with those Anthrax and Black Label Society tickets. Hold on one second. We'll hook you up with the information that you need, and we will come back and talk about Lounge at the End of the Universe. It's coming up next on the X-Rocks. That is Chevelle. That is the red here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Always something really cool happening at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, and this weekend, absolutely no exception, which is why it's an honor and privilege to welcome back into the studio Jen Adams from Lounge at the End of the Universe. How are you? I'm actually doing really well this morning, which is weird for me because I am not a morning person. Well, you look great. You look no, you, happy. You, you are. good? Yes, I'm doing great. Uh, mostly because last year is over. Yeah. So, uh, not a great year for me. So, New Year's Eve, I was so happy and just counting down like, Oh, it's almost over. It's almost over. Uh, started the new year. Uh, super excited. We have so much comedy coming to the lounge, which, of course, always makes me happy because I am uh, uh, a lover of comedy as well as a doer of. So, uh, And we have a great lineup all through January. We have comedy every single weekend, as well as some other things going on. So, uh, you know, we can't just do one thing. So right. there's always we're doubling up and, and tripling up sometimes. Uh, so we have comedy this weekend. And then we also are opening a Romeo and Juliet rock opera, uh, which it, it, that's Saturday, 7 o'clock, uh, and then the comedy show will follow on Saturday, 9 o'clock. So, um, and it is uh, a show that was composed by a French man, and then it, it's been produced in 20-something countries all over Europe, so this is the first time it's been produced in America. Okay. And this woman who's the producer and director has been trying to do the show, uh, and everybody told her no. So, of course, you know, we were like, yes, we, we have to say yes, a passion project like that, you know, that's kind of what we do. Um, and we like to pioneer things so i'm very very excited about that um and uh and then uh, like i said we've got we've got more comedians and you can go to the website for that um i don't want to take up too much time though because uh one of my favorite comedians is here this weekend and then he brought another comedian because he said this guy is so funny that he wanted us to see him in person nice. so i'm just going to head and pass the mic along so we can talk to those guys uh, my friend ben washburn is in town and i think you're fantastic so why don't you just talk to people hi hi ben <laughs> how are you i'm i'm good Thank you, Jim, i'm, I'm almost as good as Jen. <laughs> She's doing great. It's I'm it's doing good. pretty good. It's good to see you again, man. Oh, it's good to We've be back. We've had you in here a couple times, and you've talked yeah. before about uh, you know your many exploits. Uh, I enjoy your comedy as well. Oh, I thank wanted you. to say congratulations. Um, you know that dry bar stuff is incredible. What's it oh, like to you. get like millions of views on stuff that you do? It's got to feel pretty good. I right? don't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't there when it happened. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way that stuff is. You just look on your computer, and the numbers bigger yeah that's it is. All. it's very big yeah yeah it is good it was nice to have that and it's nice to get that work kind of published and out there and well produced and and done now when i do the show tonight i might swear i might swear a little i don't want people standing up and leaving yes when i do swear i did but, notice on the website it said 18 plus so i'm yeah. very prepared for a mature bent yeah. this particular yeah. evening yeah some people don't say they assume that i'm always like but I'm not. No, no. You, yeah. You're able to to uh, work blue if you have to. Ben. A little. A you little know? blue. Slightly. That's baby we, blue. It's like our show. Yeah, baby blue a little <laughs> yeah. bit. We're allowed yeah. to do certain things, then the FCC yeah. yells at us for others. Yeah. But, you know, you also, uh, we last time we talked to you, we talked about your globetrotting. You've been around the world. You've been doing a lot of stuff. Where yeah. do you hang your hat these days? Back in Germany. Yeah. We live back in Germany now. And, uh, you know, Germany is about, it's. it hasn't changed. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice. There's um, I can't 
talk German. I can't speak German yet. You still so, can't. Yeah, so I like the people yeah. a lot because I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> Everything like is really nice. It's and you're nice. Not learn, it's right? amazing. Like, yeah, why bother? Yeah, it's so nice. People are much nicer when you don't know what they're saying. Sure. When, when you know what people are saying, it, they get they're not as likable. <laughs> so I love Germans. I love that. So what do you do? You use like Google Translate. What's the secret to living in a country where you don't speak the language? You know, uh, just make everybody else speak English. Okay, that's what you do, which uh, the British did for me. Uh huh. So. So I just walk around. Everybody around there, pretty much, you're able to still hold conversations. Most, well, feel. you know, they'll find someone, uh-huh. and they they all want to practice their English. They, oh, they don't mind at all, and I try to practice my German, and they mind that. At first, they're they're, they're glad I make the effort for a few seconds, and like stop. No, yeah, don't don't stop. don't. That's bad. Is it Rosetta Stone, or do you like get oh, better yeah, conversation with uh, with like people in person? What's the secret? I did uh, Rosetta Stone. And that 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 didn't work. No. So then I took intensive <laughs> German for now. I did another four month course. Okay. In fact, I I did it to the point where I passed this test. It's called Deutsch für Zuwanderer. I oh, think I'm saying it right. It's, it's German for for foreigners. Okay. And I I got a certified where technically I can I could apply for a job. Okay. And they sent me the letter, the big certificate. You've passed, and with it was a letter. So the certificate says you speak German now, and that with it is a letter proving that I absolutely don't, because I could not understand any of that letter. And that is a totally true story. Like, look at this. Funny. Apparently, I speak it, but I don't, because... Is the secret uh, to sound angry no matter what you're doing? Because that that's a lot of the German accent <laughs> that's picking up. You know, yeah, that it does... That's there's a thing called Hochdeutsch, and that's kind of proper German. Does sound angry, but when you move around the country, like we're in southern Germany, and the dialect there's a a dialect. It's almost a whole different language called Schwabish, and you, it doesn't sound as angry. It's more soft mm-hmm. sounding and kind of sing songy. So just that's just from the movies. It's all about know? yeah. I think people do that because that's our our knowledge of Germany as Americans is so limited. You know what I mean? We sure, see it yeah. through the lens of World War II movies. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so. Every time we see a German, they're wearing a bad uniform uh-huh. with an armband, and they're they're speaking angry because right. that's the character. Right. But in real life, I, I see it through the lens of Rammstein, the metal band, which is also angry. Yeah. It's a little angry <laughs> and you know? weirdly sexual. Yeah. Lots of fire. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 weird out there. Yeah, sometimes. you don't. It's not, and it's that way when you're there. I remember the first time I was there, the whole countryside is. World War II to you. Uh-huh. Like you go into a town, there's an old church with a steeple, and you don't think, oh, that's probably 16th, 14th century when that was, you know, you're like, that would be a good place for a sniper right up there. <laughs> they could shoot people coming out of this bakery. Right? You think that exactly. way, you'll go over a little bridge, and you think, I wonder if a tank could have made it over there. Your whole head does the whole country in that lands which ben isn't Washburn fair is but. here in studio with us uh he has got a couple of shows tonight uh excuse me one show tonight at the lounge at the end of the universe and then another show saturday night at the lounge at the end of the universe and so that means two shows you can grab your tickets at loungeboise.com uh, and uh, how long has it been since you've been back in this particular area i don't know it's about a year it's been about, I think a, year? It's about yeah. a year i was thinking about the same thing but yeah it's always nice to see you back in this particular it's area of course you grew up here. in utah so this is kind of around your home right oh yeah it is i grew up in utah which is basically I know Utah and Idaho think they're different. <laughs> they're yeah, really not. not. It's just two counties of the same country. Exactly. Pretty much. So it's almost like coming home. Do you still have family in Utah? Like are you? Oh yeah. Okay. They're all they're all in Utah. I I was down there for a few days. Saw all of them. 
and came up. Oh, I brought my buddy. I brought, I use it. Robert Burrell's with me too. So he's from Minnesota. So you're not just getting someone from Utah. Nice. You're We're getting, getting the Midwest as you're well. You're getting a whole international flavor. Yes. <laughs> Germany, <laughs> Utah, Minnesota. Yeah. I love whole it. other kind of white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're wearing matching jackets. We didn't mean to. It just happened. It's the we way it works sometimes way. when it's winter. Yeah. Uh, where did you meet Robert? Tell us his uh, origin story. Oh, where did we meet Robert? In Minnesota. Probably, yeah. It's a club out in Minnesota called Acme Comedy. Gotcha. And then we met him there. Yeah. And beautiful. And then you're able to uh, spread the word of Robert a little bit, which is always very nice. Yeah. And we hang out and write and work with each other on ideas and write together. Cool. So, so you going to be featuring for you both nights? Uh, I don't, yeah. Well, we might swap. He can do. He should. He can headline. But I'll be. Yeah. Well, I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing? We're doing comedy. <laughs> That's we're all that matters. Show. Here's the yeah. point. You're going to get a fantastic show no matter when you go, yeah. Friday or Saturday, with both Robert and Ben tonight and tomorrow night at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, do you, 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 when you do tours like this and you set up stuff coming from Germany, is it like you know you're going to be in the States for a long period of time? Is that how you like to That is how this worked. Yeah. I mean, I came in. I did shows in Fargo in 20 below i just wanted to see if i could catch a blizzard while i was here (laughs) you don't get them like that in germany no no i wanted a long flat land and so i went to fargo then i was supposed to do acme but i got uh, bronchitis and a sinus infection so i had to cancel the shows there welcome and then i'm here yeah, that's cool. So I have cool. a huge bag full of dirty clothes. Love is it. What I have. Love it. Uh, that is uh, part of the fun. If people want to follow you on social media, Ben, what's the best place to go for ben, that? Just if you type in Bent Washburn, B-E-N-G-T, Washburn, I'm. I think I'm the only one in the world. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's pretty nice, Seriously. right? Yeah. It's good There's for no the other brand. Bent Washburn. It's good for the brand. Yeah. Lucky so you. Check it, it should out. be better for the but, You know <laughs> hey, what I mean? You've got millions you of views think on that kind of unique man. singularity. <laughs> oh well. So check him out tonight and tomorrow night loungeboise.com is where you can get schedule information as well as tickets and thank you guys for coming in. We appreciate oh, yeah. it as well. Sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J on the way some headlines, but <laughs> And for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. I'm fine. Glass onion too and not much help. I'm fine. Romance author Suzanne Meachin announced that she is alive, Big J, years after her alleged death. In October of 2020, Meachin's daughter posted on Facebook that her mom had committed suicide. So the author then received an outpouring of support. However... It would now seem like that writer has apparently been alive the whole time. She apparently posted in a Facebook post called The Ward this week and claims that Meechan almost died again, but she is in a, quote, close place now. Meechan is the author of uh, um, books like Chance Encounter and Special Delivery. These things are popular romance novels, Big J. Uh, But apparently she liked to fake her own death for sympathy? I don't know. It's a very weird story. But apparently she's not as dead as people thought she was a couple years ago. Or somebody else is posting as her on Facebook, which also could be real. Who knows? It's weird, though, I'll tell you that. Glass onion or not much help? Not much help. A police department in Colombia is working hard to go after members of a deadly drug cartel, but their wanted posters are being mocked and ridiculed for leaving out some pretty important information. Santa Maria Police recently posted and published a wanted poster of cartel members, but left out their names and photos. Instead, it's just a series of silhouettes and nicknames of 12 wanted members of a drug cartel. The poster reads in Spanish, It is very important that citizens help identify the people who are affecting life throughout the city. We're going to provide payments for that data and allow us to identify them. 
course, that's when the joke started on social media because you can't put out a wanted poster with just silhouettes. They'll be like, quote, you know, all these people look familiar to me or they all look identical. I don't know who they are. I think I've seen them before. Right. And so now they're, they're, everybody is jumping on the joke bandwagon on the post on social media. So you may need a little bit more details in the wanted posters, please. And thank you. Wrap it up with Glass Onion 2. Colorado police are looking for five pieces of artwork worth about $400,000 that were stolen from a back of delivery truck in Boulder. The artwork includes works by Aline de Kooning, Joseph Henry Sharp, Ernest Hennings, and Jane Coss, uh, which is apparently very costly art, as again, there's six pieces worth about $400,000. The theft occurred as truckers took a break during a cross-country trip. When they woke up, the padlocks protecting the trunk of art had been broken off and it was gone. So somebody was casing them is what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Like, you're not... I'm, I'm, I highly doubt that this is in, like, art transport truck or something. It had to be, like, some sort of U-Haul thing or something that they broke into and then they took the art. So who knows where it ends up? Maybe in some rich guy's house, Big J, behind protective glass. Exactly. And then really bad things happen. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We're going to do some bad impressions. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. So far, I'm not impressed. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And up for grabs, we have tickets to Fit for a King, February 21st at the Knitting Factory. Some metal coming to town. These guys have been opening up a few shows here uh, and there, but now they've got their own headlining tour, and you should see them. We'll get you these tickets here. If you can figure out Bad Impressions today, I think three clues, Nick. All right. He says you're going to need all of them. 208-287-1003 if you want to play the game called Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J has got those three clues. Now, each one of them revolves around somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, maybe you're going to a show coming up next month. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Good morning. Hello. Oh, hey. Hello. Hello. Something like dialing a phone number and then, you know, maybe they got in trouble because they're at work. Could very well be. Somebody could be at work and was like, is that, is that Mark on the phone? That's not good. Hello, the ex. Good morning. Morning. Hey, man. What's up? What's your name? Brandon. All right, Brandon. You're up. Good luck. People seem to forget what? that I won an Oscar for acting in the lead role in Leaving Las Vegas. Ooh, next one. Raising Arizona, Vampire's Kiss, and Moonstruck, just a couple of my early works. Oh, yeah, this is a hard one for me. <laughs> Pig and the unbelievable weight of massive talent reinvigorated my career. Not sure that one's going to help you. Oh, man. Embarrassing myself on the radio. No Sorry. way. Nah, yeah. it's okay. Any guesses, though? <laughs> Uh, no. All right, buddy. Well, thank you for calling. We appreciate I'm you. I'm not embarrassed by you. Hello, the X. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Did you hear Big J's clues, or do you need him again? I need him again. People seem to forget that I won an Oscar for acting in the lead role in Leaving Las Vegas, Raising Arizona, okay. Vampire's Kiss, and Moonstruck, just a few of my early works. And last but not least, Pig and the Unbelievable Weight of Massive Talent reinvigorated my career. Mm. I got nothing. Nothing, Man, Jay. No, nobody remembers Raising Arizona? I guess not. Hello, the X. Idiots. 
Nicholas Cage. Thank God. That is correct. Well done, my friend. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Fit for a King tickets. Uh, Why is Nicholas Cage in the news? Well, guy, he's hot right now. He's hot. Uh, Well, Saturday, tomorrow is his birthday, uh, Nick. So happy birthday to Nicholas Cage. Mm -hmm. He will be uh, 59 years old. And he's got a movie that comes out in theaters this weekend, The Old Way. So it's his first Western you can believe that. I cannot believe it. I also can't believe it's getting a theatrical release. Yeah, uh, and uh, he also uh, just uh, dropped a uh, trailer for the new movie Renfield, which uh, is a movie of him starring as Dracula. So uh, that stars Nicholas Holt. Looks like a lot of fun. Aquafina as well. So he's got a lot of stuff happening right now. Yeah, he's a big deal. It's nice. Did you ever watch that uh, Unbearable I still way? haven't seen it, no. I haven't either. So, uh, But I am happy that Nick Cage is uh, working, although it's never like he stopped working, Big J. It's just... Well, and here's the thing, though. Uh, you might see, you know, since, uh, and I haven't seen Pig yet. It's really uh, good. You say it's really it's good. It's really good. And I've heard mixed things about the unbearable weight of massive talent. But, uh, you know, he's kind of tapered down some of the just crappy movies that he was in because he made enough money to pay off some of his debts. Well, that's good. Is what I understand. So, so now he can be picky again. The Old Way uh, is being is getting mixed reviews as well, but um, it is it's supposed to be a, a John Wick Western-ish kind of thing. All right. Somebody messes a, a with revenge, dog? A good old revenge movie. Oh, got you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> And that is the latest of Three Days Grace. I am the weapon wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J for not only this day, but also this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate uh, Bent, Jen, everybody from Lounge at the End of the Universe popping by this morning to talk about some great things happening out there this weekend on top of Bent being at a show tonight and tomorrow night. You also have the uh, Dilfs and the Punk Rock Show happening tonight. You've got the uh, the Romeo and Juliet Rock Opera. Check out loungeboise.com for more information and tickets for all that kind of stuff. We also had a chance to talk about a weird place to choose to put the ashes of something that you love inside of a gigantic teddy bear. Yeah. But apparently that's a real thing that people can do, have done, and have lost. So uh, keep an eye out for stuff when you're picking up things at the side of the road. And, of course, we also talked about uh, how many times, a couple times over on the show, Ian was right. Not only about chickens in Hawaii, but also about building the Millennium Falcon, which is very impressive in the world of Legos. No doubt about it. Yeah. Leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, so here are the trending names in 2023, the top five names, okay? Uh, number five is Celeste. Number four is Breland. Number three is Billy. Billy, Billy. making a return. Uh, number two is Archie. Number one, Alden. You know what's not in this list? Big J? Yes. Nobody's naming their kid Big J yeah. anymore. What's going on? I mean, just once... Although, to be fair, that's not what's on your birth certificate, correct? That doesn't... People don't know that. Well, uh, now they do, because I'm asking. Because <laughs> you ruined it. But it would still be neat to have a little Big J out there. Or would that freak you out, Big J? That a kid was named Big J? Correct. I would immediately sue them. That's... Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to take away a lot of luster of naming your kid Big J. I'm be I know. Honest. I'm just waiting to sue somebody. You just want that? Well, you haven't trademarked Big J. It'll be difficult to pull was, that off. I was kidding. I would, I'd be like, what are you doing naming your kid that? Are you dumb? Are you dumb? Probably not the response you're also looking for when you say, I've named my child Big J after you, Big J. I just want the thought, you know, something yeah. to consider it in their list of names. It's a wonderful nickname if you have a, a baby that's on the larger side that begins with a J. I mean, a lot of babies are. Little yeah. fat babies. That's right. They grow into their skin. They have that baby fat. That's why it's called baby fat. You get it. Yep. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. A reminder that the next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew is going to come in here next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.